So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Halloween Horror Nights Orlando has mastered the art of the scare. We'll cover each year of this amazing event one by one, picking through the bones and uncovering its past. So join us now as we open another tomb inside the catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. This year is all about the year 2000, named simply Halloween Horror Nights 10, or X. I am Matt, and joining me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Quint. You're not afraid of the dark, are you? <laughs> right, that is the catchphrase. This part is of it. <laughs> Part of the phrase, yeah. Not of the, uh, yes, oh yeah, I see the whole thing there. Catchphrase for the year. Marking phrase, every phrase, whatever I call it, want to call it, you're not afraid of the dark, you don't know Jack. This is a very significant year in Halloween Hard Nights history. I mean, yes, and if you heard our last episode, you'll know why. Yep, there's it's it's not only is it a milestone of its tenth year; it's a decade old. I mean, it's more than here to stay. I mean, we established that. Yeah, uh, Universal at this point. Let's well, before uh, you know what. Let me get to the usual details before we get into that because it's probably going to lead to more discussion. So hold hold that thought, everybody. I'll jump right to the end and say this is the start of the icon era. This is starting with the Halloween Horror Nights fan collective favorite, Jack the Clown. Now, as event details, got the dates here, uh, starts in early, early October, basically starts off the month of October, starts on the 3rd, goes 6th, 7th, 12th, 14th, 15th, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st. Is that? I didn't count those. How many is that? 11 is a record. That's longer. That's 12, 13. 11, 12, 13. All right. Wow. That's cool. That is, I don't know why that tickles me so, but that is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) That is is the longest run we've had yet. And I wonder if they did 13 on purpose just to tie in the whole, you know, stigma of the number 13. Who knows? (laughs) I'm going to pretend that they did. Uh, might as well yep <laughs> event times are pretty much the same as they've been the past few years uh non-peak nights seven to midnight peak nights seven to two a.m yep gate admission 44 bucks and if memory serves me that is a two dollar increase from the year before no that's the same as the is year is it really yeah okay well the memory did not serve me right which does not Think. surprise me let me check here yeah it's same as same as 99 Okay. Oh, did I get this year wrong? Because we now have learned I tend to copy and paste without realizing I've copied and pasted. Check it out. <laughs> Let me check real quick because I can. It's unlike Jack and his iPhone Edge. <laughs> I, I have high speed internet and broadband. <laughs> broadband, even better. Nope, that's right. 44. Okay. Yeah, the site that I'm on doesn't actually have it said unknown for single night admissions. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what were the deals this year for, were they any different than last year for nope. uh, locals and stuff? The only one I have noted is that you have the $10 off with the two liter Coke label. And I only noted that because it's Coke. It's been Pepsi up to this point. It has. Yeah. So I'm still drinking soda back in these days. So that makes me happy because I am a Coke drinker. Right. So uh, 
Um, I, and I've always kind of been ambivalent on the Coke versus Pepsi war. I do prefer Pepsi, but okay. if it's Coke, I'll drink it and I won't make a big deal about it. Right. Oh, well, yeah, it's not a deal breaker. I mean, I have, <laughs> I love these, these side note tangents. I've, I've been with people at restaurants. They'd be like, oh, what would you like to drink, sir? And they're like, Coke. And are like, only well, have Pepsi. And you're like, oh, uh, really? Oh. Do, do you have Sprite? Yeah. No, no, no. We have seven up. Oh. oh. You have Dr. Pepper? Like, no, we have cream soda. Oh. Shut up and order a I coffee, know, right? you cock. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You ever hear a water there, fat ass? Yeah. <laughs> you're drinking too much goddamn soda. <laughs> if, you've, if you've got that much invested in what flavor brand of soda you're drinking it's too much it's too much you're right yep <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I knew a guy whose girlfriend only drank red gatorade no matter what the situation we'd go out I, to, we'd go out to dinner and she'd have a bottle of it in her purse wow yeah that's uh, that that chick was weird that guy me, was not tell- that much further off the kilter either Oh, I was going to say, tell me it was one of Greg's girlfriends. <laughs> you would think, <laughs> but no. Okay. Oh, poor Greg. I went, to Greg. I went to Halloween Horror Nights with Greg before I even met you. Awesome. Yeah. that's No one has any idea what we're talking about. Nope. Sorry about that. All right. Let's get back to this. <laughs> Event Guide cover. This is one of, this is one of the most, uh, well, iconic. It, it's hard not to use that word. We're going to be overusing that word this this episode. It is a full face shot of Jack. It is. I love this cover. You probably hate it. I love it so much uh, more that that it is a artistic drawing of Jack rather than a photo. I don't know why. I like. No, I like it. that. I like that aspect too. It's almost. It's not chalk, but it has that soft chalk feel to it. Uh huh. I and, love this picture. And the thing that makes, I, I mean. The thing that makes me appreciate it a lot is that where the blood is on his face, <laughs> it's turning the green into yellow. It's turning, the, yeah. It's wiping. It's it's so it's photorealistic in a sense that it's like it's smearing and blending in with the grease paint. I thought you were going to say this. The placement of those blood, you can picture the limb he just bit into. Yeah, uh, it's oh, it, and and the teeth are just—they're no longer these these <laughs> awesome yep. even fangs. They're these rotting. God jagged. Oh. Yep. It's yeah. This is one uh, I do. I've said it on the show, I think. And if I haven't, I collect uh, event guides. I collect a, a, quite a, a not merchandise, but event memorabilia. Like we, uh, we talked about the doubloons. I saved the 3D glasses from like our, the years we've gone, uh, tickets, that kind of thing. Event guides, I'm trying to catch up on. I have a hard time finding this one because it gets so expensive because not many mm-hmm. people want to get rid of it. Yeah, and I understandably bet. why. I mean, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So one day I hope to have it. Hope to, I do have a button. I do have a button of this image though. So basically, you you don't you're, you're only collecting free memorabilia. Yeah, wasn't that funny? Was <laughs> if I had the hindsight in '99 to hold on to all those when I left, I'd have them. I, I wouldn't be in this situation for most of my collection, but I didn't think like, it's like it's to tell the story real quick, just for the hell of it. I mean, I didn't even really actively decide to collect these. It's just, we were cleaning, doing some super cleaning in the house and we opened up a drawer and we pulled out just not, just not Halloween horror night event guides, but uh, maps from all the parks 
not just here, but every, like everywhere we went, they got thrown in here. And I was like, oh, wow, I have like a good start of a collection here. I'm going to. I'm going to see if I can, I, I'll never be able to complete a collection. I'm never going to get number one for, for one thing. I probably won't get any of the first five years. If, if Well, I do have six, so I, I, I don't think I'll ever get the first five years. But just because I had like five years worth, I thought, oh, let me see what I can do. And I've gotten pretty, I'm getting closer. It's not that difficult. But then you do run into ones like this that are just, that's more than I want to spend on a printed piece of paper that you are absolutely right. I should have held on to for free 15 years ago. Yeah, I I get it. And, you know, part part of that whole collection thing, as far as I know, it is the actual act of hunting them down and making sure you don't overpay and blah, blah, blah. Right. That's that's part of the the whole fun for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the unfortunate part is that you don't you're not going to find these at garage sales or thrift stores, but they are an eBay thing. And I've I've paid, I think, reasonable prices on eBay. So I'm not going to complain about that. It's not like people that that search out collectible like figurines that they can find anywhere it's pretty it's a pretty limited uh span of where i can search for these but i mean i've got a good collection for it i'm not complaining about that at all so all right that's the event guide cover and mass lamenting over not having it <laughs> let's get to what's inside the event cover and that is five mazes this year anxiety in 3d dark torment the fear house total chaos and universal classic monster mania uh, we got three shows, if you count the parade, which I think we've been lumping in with shows. And we yep. got Festival of the Dead Parade, Jacked Up, and, of course, Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure. Scare Zones. This is significant because mm-hmm. we have a midway. But uh, actually, the significance, I, I'm kind of bearing the lead on this. The, the significance is not that the midway name has changed. The significance is that it's not just one Scare Zone this year. Right. We have well, we have a midway, but this year it's called Midway of Doctor Morose, and we also have the Gauntlet. We have Clown Attack, and we have Apocalypse Island. So we have four instead of the one that we're used to, and the one that we're used to has been the name's been altered a bit here. And and now, if I get the anti time machine, the one I really <laughs> don't want to see is Clown Attack. <laughs> You're out, no kidding, right? Oh, I got a feeling you'll have your chance this year. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and we also have a return of something we I think we've only ever talked about once, the haunted attractions. We've uh, got Bloody Waters, yes. which is Jaws, and we have Nightmare Creatures 2, which is in confrontation. More on that. I did not see them, but got information on them. I mean, I saw the I know the rides, but the is in this form we did not see. We're, we're our early well, this doesn't really change. Our Halloween Heart Nights experience is and you said it on the first timer tips episode. Rides are last. Oh so, yeah. So we didn't, even though there is a little bit of a Halloween thing to them this year. That was not. We were like, screw the rides. We want to get to what we can get to this year. So uh, for my story, I should say actually to lead into that. This is again a newly married first year anniversary. Still on the newlywed budget. My wife is still working in entertainment. Well, still is to this day at Universal Studios. We went on employee preview night again. Another cool. huge party. And now yeah, I'm uh, now I'm getting a little I'm I'm a little more comfortable, having a little even more fun because it's been a year. She's been with the department for a year and I've met a lot of people, not just in her department, but at Universal. So I'm running into friendly faces along with being in this huge party environment. So it's it's getting the 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 event is just getting better every year for me. That makes it easier, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so let's jump into the scare zones because these are things that you can't help but see as you walk around. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm sh- pretty sure you you at least saw all of them. Um, Apocalypse Island. I'm assuming this is Central Park area. This is what? Uh, oh, I know where that is. So yeah, let's just jump right into that. Yeah, Central Park area. That's always usually the darkest scare zone, and that was this was. Yeah, this is where the voodoo one was last year. It's usually where yeah. they have the the tree elements as well. And I remember this. I can't give you details. Scare zones. I'm very very sketchy on remembering, except for one. Okay, and it's, it would be the one to be in your memory too. But it's. Uh, I do remember um, again being in sensory overload. But I do remember really enjoying walking through that particular one because of the all the trees and everything that hanging over and the lights and whatnot. But I also remember. Specifically, my wife hating it because this is where they had the dark covered, like, I, I don't think they were in the camo nets this year yet, but they were dark and they were in the shadows and they had the cans with like the rocks in them. And all mm. they had to do was step out and shake them and she would jump out of her skin. So I remember <laughs> liking the visuals of this and her hating the character element of it. And we, she, we had talk about, we already have the opposite feeling of Halloween Horror Nights. This was the one I could pinpoint and say we are completely on opposite ends of the spectrum for. Mm, that's always a good thing, you know, <laughs> right around your honeymoon. Yeah, right. Figure yeah. out. <laughs> Not compatible. Hmm. All right. Let's jump straight into the one that would give me a heart attack. Clown attack. That's the one I remember most because it's, I mean, it's tied in with the, the, the icon. It's tied in with the imagery of the year. And it's, it's what you would think it is. It's, it's variations of Jack, not even his makeup, but the, the bloody disturbed, uh, clown clown. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, they were, uh, that was in the, um, Hollywood Boulevard Boulevard area, and they had, if I remember right, some obstacles, but not many. That is probably the widest street of all the scare scare zones. In fact, they use it yeah. now more as their display zone. That's where Face Off was. Yep. That's where the seven girls were from, or the Lady Lux girls were the year 21. So, yep. so that was like, you could see a lot, but you could also see things coming. And I think Christy actually liked this one best because she could see things coming and get behind a group of people. <laughs> nice all right visually if you don't like clowns you're probably not liking this area yeah please tell me they didn't have any of the chainsaws oh you know i have i can't even tell you where the chainsaw uh, massacre chainsaw drill team was this year i don't remember oh if i if i were to make a guess it would be in the gauntlet because of that theme but i could be wrong what was the gauntlet let's let's go right to it the gauntlet was that was over where the well the, it was in the boneyard which is where the main stages would now and that already lent hit itself to the scare zones that i love most where there's just stuff in your way and there's people hiding everywhere yeah i, I like those ones too i can't remember what the characters were that year and if someone remembers please help us out it, 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 and uh remembering what it was but i do remember because i can remember what was in the boneyard they were huge uh, uh props and whatnot they they yeah. weren't moved they they had if I remember right, they had barricades around them, so you couldn't climb on them and ruin them. But they were sure. This was the one. This is the kind of scare zone. If I, I like for scares visually, I always like Central Park because because of the lights. They can do more with that than any other area. I sure. always love scare zones where they have obstacles and I don't know what's coming because it keeps me on my toes and is a lot of fun. That's yeah. what this one was for that year. Okay, so um, the midway was back at Am- Am- Amity. Sorry. Yes. 
And uh, it was renamed Midway of Dr. Morose, like we've already talked about. What was the changes and what was the Dr. Morose character persona thing going on? I don't think that there was a character of Dr. Morose. I think they just... And this is only from notes. I don't have a memory of this that well because this was over in Jaws and that was the only thing over... Uh, I think it was... Uh, was the Q... No, yeah, they, the didn't, they didn't use any cues. So there was nothing over in Jaws except the haunted attraction. So we, there's a possibility, although I, I, I can't imagine this happened, but there's a real possibility. I didn't even walk through this scare zone because we weren't going to Jaws because we didn't care about the ride. We were mm. trying to get the other stuff. Got it. So, okay. I, but I do think that the change of the midway of the bazaar was taken because there was always a heavy clown element. It wasn't clown theme, but there was clown elements in midway of the bazaar and they've switched them over to clown attack. So I think this was more of less clowns more freak show for lack of a better term and renamed because of the because of the elimination of the the really visually popping characters that you would have seen the years before yeah absolutely i mean especially with all of the jack stuff and everything going on i can see why they would want to to retheme the midway stuff not get rid of it because it's obviously been a success but (laughs) just just kind of reskin it and retheme it and and do that that's that's cool Yep. All right. So let's jump into the shows. We leave. We always leave Bill and Ted for yeah. last. So um, let's actually start with the parade. Did you get to see the parade this year? No, I don't even have a recollection of the parade. Um, can't tell mm. you why. Uh, than just missing it. This is. It was probably. I'll tell you the mindset. This is probably why. And it's again. It's it's of my second year of going, and it's my ignorance. It was probably, and my wife was probably in agreement too. We were probably, we had seen the parade sort of the year before from a distance, mm-hmm. and we were probably thinking it's not going to be much different. It's a parade, so we right. didn't actively was- seek it out. Now that I go through my research and see how the floats and the themes change every year. I wish I hadn't had that mindset, but I will defend myself saying I didn't know any better. Right. And this one's even even more because this one really changed. They, they went to like a festival of the dead sort of thing, and they've got like dolls and toys stuff going on in this one. So I think that would have been like a really significant change in the parade, whereas the years before it was just kind of like little changes on uh, sort of the same theme. Here we've got a whole ton of stuff yeah. that changed. Yep, yep, yep. It's a shame, and I I know for a fact, having gone to Mardi Gras several times, there's, there's usually at least one act we want to see. That even though the floats are uh, the skeletal, I don't know what the framing is the same. They they are different each year. So I'm sh- I again, my ignorance says that the was was at fault for this. So too, I just didn't. Well, know I mean, obviously now we know where this that that. That's usually where the stilt walkers were, yep. and those are always so good. So we'd want to go see those again. So that sounds, I mean, this one sounds like a really good one to go just because it's like it sounded really different than before. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. We have at the animal actor stage, we have Jacked Up. Which yes. I'm assuming is another Jack show. Yeah. This was, I, we did go to this because she knew some performers in this as well, as, as well as Bill and Ted. Oh, cool. And it was a, he, I, I, I remember, I believe, I'm remembering right that he hosted it, or if not, it was, it was about him. I think he hosted it, but it was music and dance, but it was all centered around. I think they, this was like the 
people that were not working the nights of Cirque du Soleil were working Halloween Horror Nights because it's like we had Cirque du Soleil. There's a Cirque du Soleil theater at downtown other place. I'm not going to even say that other park's name at this point. <laughs> you know the other park I'm talking about. And yeah. we've seen the show. And we're like, and probably recently to this. And we go to then we go to this. And we're like, wait. They they do something like that. Wait, they do something like that. Wait, they do something like that. Only it's much darker here, and the music is a hell of a lot better. And there's not some woman screaming in the corner like at every circus or other thing. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This sounded pretty cool. Uh, just I, I read a few little blurbs about it, but um, it sounds like. I, I hadn't actually pictured Cirque du Soleil. It was just like I pictured tumblers and jugglers right. and stuff. But Cirque du Soleil would have made this really cool. If if I remember right, if this was that year, and it might not have been this year. I, I think it was because I can't recall seeing that type of show another year. But my again, the first 10 years of this or so are a little blurry or a lot blurry. Yeah, uh, The last 10 minutes of my life are always blurry. That's another story. Um, well, <laughs> I, I try to make the last 10 minutes of my life <laughs> right. blurry with alcohol. If, but, you know. if I remember right, I had I had met the guy that did the, I think it's called silk dancing. The, the guy that would wrap his arms uh-huh. in red silk and then like fly up in the air. Gotcha. I had, had just met him through my wife with something. They're probably doing at Universal. So for me, that was kind of cool to be able to look and say, hey, that's him. Mm-hmm. And, and and it just added another layer of enjoyment for me to this to this year. All right. So speaking of of actors that your wife knew and would have introduced you to, <laughs> let's go straight to the Wild West stage where we have Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween Adventure Nine. Yes, I've always seen these. If nothing else, I will always have seen the Bill and Ted. So that that it was. Uh, of course, saw this as well. This one starts off with, and again, it's always I always. I have to keep in mind how long ago these references are. It's like the first, well, first of all, this, this, this gentleman passed away. I don't want to make light of that, but the fact that he was at the height or starting at the height of his popularity was when the crocodile hunter came out on stage. Oh, okay. Yep. It just seems like that. It was, uh, I was like, wow, this was, must've been a start of that because he hasn't appeared before. And that was 15 years ago. Yeah. It's, it's, I, it seems like it was so long ago then that he was he passed away too. So yeah. yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um so he's on the hunt for the mutant or the mutie, as he's called down under. <laughs> and while he- <laughs> that's just I mean, that's just a great way to start this show. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and while he's searching the stage, the phone booth arrives and out walks Bill and Ted. Nope. Damn. Uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers from The Simpsons. Oh, gee. Oh. <laughs> oh, for a live action, it's pretty freaking good because the guy they put into it was like real thin and they made his head oh, Mr. Burnside, the, the, the oversized, not the, not the whole head, but you know how his forehead is out. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's not yeah, out bulbous, in front of bulbous, bulbous, bulbous Thank you. That's yes. better. Yeah. Yep. So it looked pretty good. So that was, that's, that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So yeah, I mean, I I did I shit I didn't have a uh, I don't even know if I had a digital camera then, so I didn't take pictures. So I hope that uh, the people that have been sending us pictures have pictures of that to share because that was a really mm. good good costume. That would have been a good Halloween costume. Well, it's Halloween yeah. hard night. Oh, but yeah. anyway, well, anyway, I'm sorry. That's the whole Simpsons thing, but that's another story, not another podcast, but maybe one day. Oof. So <laughs> Burns had the phone booth commandeered and is going to use it to gather all today's pop stars and start selling them 
them, not their art, their their work, but them on Kidnapster. <laughs> Another one. It's like, wait, Napster. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh wow, what yeah. a lost opportunity to really slam it to Metallica. Hmm. So and yeah. once once he sold off all of today's artists, that will allow Lionel Richie, Neil Diamond, and Sticks to once again rule the airwaves. <laughs> Holy shit! Sticks, Sticks, yeah. in that is just ma- that. It's like uh uh-huh, Lionel, uh uh-huh, Neil Diamond, and they throw Sticks, sticks. in there. It's like now it's funny. Yeah. Now it's even funnier than it was before. So well, the first the first two were just kind of almost pathetic. Yes, but then right. You throw exactly. Sticks yeah. and it makes it funny, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the first hero arrives to intervene, and it's Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. This oh, is, okay. We started off with Mission Impossible last year. We must be carrying it over. I believe it was. It must. I don't know when it was released, but it was, I know it was the release the year before. So if it was a Christmas a holiday movie, that would make perfect sense. It would make sense mm-hmm. if it was a summer movie the year before as well. It would still fit in. Well, no, it would have to be a summer movie the year before because they do it in a October, right? Well, that's what I mean. But I'm saying that they would. I'm I'm talking about 2009 year before, not 2010. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, normally they draw from the summer before, but if they were doing the Christmas one, I mean, everyone knew about Mission Impossible coming. Oh, okay. Months before Christmas, so they could have still included it because everyone would have known it was Tom Cruise playing Ethan right. Hunt in Mission Impossible, even if it came out in Christmas. You see what I'm right. saying? Yep. Yep. This is when movies were actually in theaters and not on DVD the next week. Or DVD. Digital download. Yeah. How old am I? That's so. sad that I make a DVD reference and I say I'm old. That's how much technology has changed with home entertainment. So I just <laughs> did a quick look up. Um, came out in 2000. Okay. so So then... Mission Impossible 2 came out in 2000. Oh, it Mission did? Impos- yeah, Mission Impossible came out in 96. Okay, I didn't realize a second one had already been out in 2000. I thought that was much later. Well, that makes sense. I'm not quite sure. And they were all summer blockbusters. Yes, okay, so it was summer. Okay, perfect sense. I didn't even consider the second one. That makes yeah. sense. That is much less, makes much more less. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best, salad. That was the best sentence I've ever spoken. I was gonna say that. You know what's ironic was? I was gonna say that's much less convoluted than my theory, and then my <laughs> sentence ended up being even more convoluted than the statement. <sighs> I just say I have a face for radio. Apparently, I don't have the vocal skills for it either. Wait for ah oh shit! I fucked that up too. <laughs> I'm just enjoying you now at this point. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to take a big drink right now. Okay. (laughs) So, all right, back to Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt arrives, and the barn doors fly open, and the second set of heroes comes through, or at least their vehicle. It's a mystery machine from Scooby-Doo. Oh, God. Developed by a cloud of smoke. Was that then, too? (laughs) Yeah, I guess it was, the live action. Yeah. So, the doors open up and it's actually bill and ted driving the mystery machine oh okay well that's better yep bill notes that spending all that time in the mystery machine gave him the munchies and shaggy was still passed out in the back (laughs) you can't not have a pot joke we're never dealing with the mystery machine or scooby-doo right yep of course bill introduces them bill and ted i should say introduce themselves mr burns is unimpressed and continues with his plans and to help the fight some more heroes arrive it is shaft charlie's angels and wolverine 
Wow. Yeah, so it must have been X Men. Yeah. Here. And, and Charlie's Angels is that long ago too. Yep. And I guess the uh was the well, it had to be the Shaft remake because they're not going to yeah. go a seventies reference. Yeah. So now being vastly outnumbered, Mister Burns and Smithers run to the phone booth and escape, but not for long because Bill calls back the phone booth with the dial home device. The booth returns, and this was like, wow, they did this. The booth returns and outruns Elian Gonzalez being chased by Janet Reno with a net. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, right. Well, that's not awesome. <laughs> not only did they do this, they did it in Florida. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Wow. With a uh, net, no less. That's the best part. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, having Janet Reno in, in that you know that classic photograph of the SWAT guy with the gun pointing at Alien, <laughs> yeah. uh, having her dressed up like that would have been fun too. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Well, that is with the big clunky heels and the and the jacket that she always wore. Oh well, yeah, and no, she was in the. I remember the outfit because I would have never recognized. Because you can't find someone that looks like Janet Reno. Thank God. But she had the the blue suit with the giant shoulder pads. Maybe it wasn't blue. I think it was blue. Blue stands out in my mind. But it was so the, cool. with the shoulder pads that look like she's a linebacker for the yep. Oakland Raiders. Yeah, yep. that I remember. So. <laughs> That's not the only villains, though. Do you need more? But that's not the only one. Ghostface from Scream arrives and fights Charlie's Angels. And it took me a, a second to make the connection. I'm like, oh, Drew Barrymore. Awesome. Yes. And oh. and if that I mean, if that's not that, I still don't think that's the best face off because the best face off is Big Mama from Big Mama's house to take on Shaft. Oh, wow. Do you know Big Mama's house? Uh, no, I think that was. Ooh, I'm gonna check my ignorance, but I think that's Martin Lawrence be doing the whole Medina thing before Medina was a thing. Oh, oh, huh. Okay, that's that's funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's really. I mean, I had, I'm sorry, I, I didn't laugh because I my brain was yep. trying to that's percolate a, all the pieces together, and I was like, yeah, that's funny. That's exactly what it is. It's Martin Lawrence. Oh God, yep, doing the undercover as a big fat middle-aged african-american woman god damn yep <laughs> god bless the early aughts yeah. <laughs> and they're stupid movies so smithers intervenes to release to uh, ba- not balance out the numbers but to give them the advantage and he uh, takes his their pop star collection for kidnapster and releases britney spears and little kim Lil, I'm sorry, Lil Kim. Lil Kim. Yes. And the uh, a, a raging dance-off ensues, which ends off with Britney Spears tearing Lil Kim's wig off for some reason. And I thought when I was writing this, I was like, was this the ball of Britney years? But I don't recall that being oh. part of this. And it wasn't in my the the re- the recap resource that I'm pulling a lot of these notes from. So no, no, this was the hot Britney yeah, years. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So... So yeah, no, I was I was just thinking. I was like, in two thousand, Britney was just doing. Oh, okay. So she was. Yeah. This was was this her debut year ish? I mean, her breakthrough year, I should say. No, this okay. was when she was doing um, baby back or whatever. Um, <laughs> now back, I want baby. ribs. Now, yeah. Now I want ribs. No, I'm back, baby, or something like yeah. that. Uh, hit me, baby, one more time. That's it. Yeah. Uh, little 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 bit of history here, and since she doesn't listen to the show, she can't yell at me for saying this. We were on a cruise, my wife and I, and they had a uh, their big like 
uh, show at the end, their big variety show at the end, and they had uh, ca- or, uh, passengers doing like celebrity, not even celebrity impersonations. They were actually singing like karaoke performances, but they'd dress them up and like the character and they'd sing a song. And my lovely wife was cast and dressed up like Britney Spears singing that song. All right. That was one of the best nights of my life. Your wife's got the boobs for it. <laughs> Still have a video. We'll show it when they're not here. Excellent. <laughs> so anyway, so now that little Kim, look, I'm sorry. Lil Kim runs off stage with her wig being uh, torn off. Brittany is now attacked by a new set of, or a new villain, I should say. And this is WWE wrestler, Kevin Nash, which I doubt I recognized, but I did recognize his counterpart to come off stage, which was The Rock. Okay. So basically it was, they pulled a, I would guess, again, speculation on my part, They from the cast that they had to work with, they said, okay, this guy looks kind of like Kevin Nash. Let's make him Kevin Nash because we really want to put The Rock in this show. Yeah. I don't think Kevin Nash was the important part of this story. It was The Rock part. Yeah. And I was just thinking, see, I didn't, that was after my dub wwf years or wwe now or whatever can't believe the world wildlife foundation made a deal out of that (laughs) right (laughs) fuck the world wildlife foundation i never donated to them again but this is actually a time when we were (laughs) watching wrestling because they i don't know if they had a direct relationship with universal studios but when they would come to orlando they would go to the park, have little media events, and there was even one match that we had watched that was, I guess it was, I think it was called a hardcore match. I'm, I apologize for any wrestling fans if I'm saying that wrong, that took place outside of the ring of the and, and the building, but it was at Universal Studios. And I remember one of the wrestlers throwing the other wrestler into like the, the, the Back to the Future queue line sign. <laughs> that nice. was really funny. Yeah, that was, that was fun. That was like watching. Did you watch Sharknado, by the way? We haven't talked about this. No. Oh, you have to watch Sharknado 3 only to, to identify all the Universal Studios stuff because that's where it takes place. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, where was I? Uh, Janet Reno continues to chase Ilian Gonzalez, but Ilian runs in the phone booth and escapes. Once again, Bill calls back the booth, but when it returns, it is not Ilian Gonzalez, but Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> Oh, yes. Put him up against Janet Reno. And this actually signals the final song and dance number. The finale kind of the dancing begins. We get our kind of our medley break when Eminem comes out to perform Slim Shady. And that melds into NSYNC appearing with Bye Bye Bye. And then with the usual explosion and climax of the music and dancing we are at the end of bill and ted's so that's it sounds like one of the the weaker plot lines of bill and I was ted say, but it's this is it is it is like bill and ted are the vehicle to do some of their best um pop culture pop jokes. culture stuff yeah if i were to sit and tell you what this was about without naming the pop culture icons i couldn't tell you right but the best so. part about it is don't need to Right. Uh, no, that's what I was just going to say. It's like, it's like, it's probably their weakest plot line, but it's probably one of their best pop culture rip on. So yeah. Um, lots of really good, uh, matchups. Yes. Yep. Which is always a highlight. All right. So that takes us into the mazes. Um, we have how many mazes do we have? Two, four, five, five. this year. Yep. So it's the same as last year. 
We'll start with um, one of my favorite things every year, which is the 3D house. Yes. And I don't believe you went to this one, did you? Did not. Did not. We. I will tell you this. We went because we did not, since we just kind of randomly picked houses last year that we wanted to see, we went with, we want to make sure we see these houses and if we see more after that, fine. So with going to adding the show... To backtrack a little bit, the employee preview is the most cra- most crowded I've ever seen Halloween Horror Nights, and I've gone on the Saturday before Halloween, and it's ne- still not as bad. I, not bad. It's just not as crowded as, as the employee preview, so you don't get to do as much as you and I are used to. Oh, okay. So we with now with adding, we did two houses a year before, and, and Bill and Ted. Well, now we added the other show because Christy knew some performers, so we were really limited on time, but we still squeezed in the two houses we wanted to. Having said cool. that, this would have been my number three. Yeah, because um, you know, just reading around, it's like the house that Jack built, which is basically, uh, from what I can understand, you're trapped in a in a malfunctioning video game. Yeah, that's why I wish I had <laughs> seen it. That sounds just totally cool, and especially like a, a Jack video game that's malfunctioning. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds pretty fucking awesome. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. So far, this is the this is my go back machine. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yep. All right, let's move on to um, Total Chaos. Uh, this these actually sorry, Anxiety in 3D, which was the 3D house, was in Soundstage 22. Yep. Just for um, Total Chaos, also in Soundstage 22. Yep. Um, so they must. Uh, yeah, that's. I know where that is. That's the one that they split up quite often. Yeah, um, that is. Uh, yeah, that's. If I remember correctly, it's the first two lines you come to. Well, I mean, it could change every year. Hmm. I shouldn't, shouldn't yeah. send that down. But, but it's. Yeah. It's. They. They often split that one. Yeah, I mean, these sound stages are like freaking they're huge building. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you can get two mazes. Yeah, there. right. Yeah, they're not small mazes by any means. Um. So this is um another one that you didn't go to, but this one again. You know, top secret underground military base with captured aliens. Uh, oh, and the aliens are loose. This is a precursor. This is this is maybe uh, this would be a toss up between anxiety and and uh, total chaos because this sounds like a precursor to some ones I really really loved in the past. There's a series called Havoc that they've done yes. that's military based. Then there was Interstellar Terror, which was a star. A ship that uh-huh. you're on and this sounds like this was kind of the groundwork for, for both, both of those, of those. Yeah. and we've discussed many times we'd love to be able to go back and see the origins of some of the things we love and i i'm guessing again without having gone through it that this a lot of the elements that i ended up really loving in those two series were probably born out of this house not only that this one almost looks like it's the blood house it sounds like it yeah yeah yep all right uh Let's skip over Dark Torment. Um, this was in the Earthquake queue. And uh, let's see. Oh, well, it was sort of in the Earthquake queue. Yeah. It was after the Earthquake. So they yes. actually had you ride the Earthquake first. Which I have never seen. And no. I'm actually kind of glad because I got to imagine that this line was nuts. Oh, but, yeah. Because that, I mean, just the ride alone. Forget that. I mean, I'm sure they skipped. The, uh, you, can't ha- you can't have the two. Three pre-shows, two pre-shows, but the ride has to go out, go through its like six or seven minute sequence, and then come back. That is a long time to not have people moving at this event. So now, do you think they may have shortened off the the actual ride? 
I don't know. Maybe. Because uh, that could, ride is they kind of a show, right? Yeah. Well, it's a, there, there's no way. That's what I'm saying. There's two pre-shows. There's, well, now it's disaster, but it's still the same two pre-shows. I mean, now you go into... At the time, you went into a thing that was hosted by Charlton Heston, and then they showed you a piece of the old earthquake set from, this, from the movie. Next room, you went into a demonstration where they showed you like how they did matte paintings and blue screen and other different visual effects. And then the next room was the ride. So there's no way they did. I don't think. I shouldn't say that. I would imagine there was no way they did those two pre-shows and must just have had that ride going back and forth. Because otherwise, that's a, that is a long chunk of time out of your Halloween Horror Nights to get through the Hell pre-shows yeah. and the ride. Yeah, and that line is just going to be nuts. I'm, yep. I'm pretty, and and maybe this was you know a learning thing for them where yeah. they just said yeah we just can't do this ever again because yeah. it's it's too long. But whether they did the whole ride, the whole experience, or just the ride, that, like I said, the fact that you stopped the line for any amount of time is mm-hmm. going to create chaos in that line, or going to create a line that is quickly out of control. Yeah, I mean, and, seen- then you, and then you get into a maze, and yeah. they've got like what, evil demons and and underworld sort of thing going on. So that's just yeah, that, that's a weird one. Yes, that one's odd. I I mean, I would have liked to have seen it, of course, but not you know the <laughs> that's not on my back in time list. The other two are just the one is much more stronger than those two. Right. So I'm going to take a, a little segue here. Um, the next one that we're going to talk about is one that you've gone to. It's called the fear house. Yes. Um, it was actually in the Nazerman's location. Yes. And I'm going to take a time, a second here because one of our friends, uh, was with, a was podcasting with us on a different podcast the other day and mentioned that every time we say Nazerman's, he doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <Right>. And, <laughs> and even though he's been to universal several times, many times, and he still doesn't know. So, for those of you that don't know and that only listen and haven't actually followed along with any of the, the graphics and stuff that we look at, um, Nazerman's is basically, uh, it's, it's waterfront area. Um, it is by the Hollywood stuff. Um, it's right across, uh, right across the wharf from, uh, what is that wharf area there? Do you remember Matt? Um, a wharf area. The well, it's across from what used to be. Well, no, it's not even Amity now. It's hard to. Uh, it's uh, it is. It's kind of across from right before you get to the San Francisco area. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what. Um, Let me look at the map here and what you're referring to at the wharf area here. Let me follow behind, along better. Behind it is what is now the Mummy Ride. Okay, um, I see where. Yeah, I see where you're how you're referring it to the water. I'm looking at the other direction. It yeah. is, it is, yeah, it's, it looks like it, you, you've walked, if you've been to Universal Studios, you've walked by both sides of this. It looks like an alleyway that you shouldn't go into, but you're perfectly yes. welcome to walk into. Yes. Um, and the, the front of the building, it, it's a triangular building on the waterfront and the front of the building is, looks over the water and it looks over uh, some, uh, you know, just uh, prop set stuff under the water docking area looks like in the back of it is a that like uh, matt was saying that little alleyway and then the other side of the building is by some restrooms as well as pretty close to the mummy ride and uh it's called nazerman's because the first the biggest sign is for nazerman's pawn shop that's yes. like the anchor store of this of this uh, i don't want to say strip mall because that is definitely not what it looks like of this of the street shops yeah so 
And it's still there. It's still there. They just don't use it for Halloween Horror Nights. I was just in it today. In fact, I was testing out a uh, this kind of, I don't know what you would call it. Well, it's a a 3D lens on my camera. And that alleyway with the twists and turns and the fire escapes was a perfect way to test this camera. So it's still still there. It's just they don't use it for mazes anymore. Yeah. In fact, they, they actually often use it as a choke point for some scare zones. Um, I remember at least one year where the chainsaw drill team loved getting people into <laughs> yeah. there because there's, it gets really tight and you don't have anywhere to go and they can kind of pin you in. Uh, well, we'll talk more about this in 2011, but those fire escapes and whatnot, they had the different versions of lady luck. They had the, the glamor face yes. and then the demonic and then the one in between. Unfortunately, like I said, since it looks like something you don't go down to a lot of people, I think miss that. So anyway, that is uh, the Naserman's area that we've been talking about throughout the podcast. And when we talk about it in the future, that's the area we're talking about. So this is the Fear House, and this is one that you did go to. Yes, this was the... I get well again. It, it, we're talking the first year of this whole era, but this was the Icon House. The Icons would end up having a house uh, that that featured them, or at least was inspired by them. And this was this was I, uh, both from what I remember. And it, you uh, again, not knowing, I really didn't know your thing about clowns until we started doing the show. You, <laughs> you would actually you've been you've been through a house much like this. Mm. It's the precursor to Giggles and Gore last year. Oh, sort oh. of. I mean, okay. There were some. There was some. There was blood. There was. Yeah. There was the twisted and gruesome type clowns. Now, the difference between Giggles and Gore was this: Giggles and Gore, they were making people in the evil clowns. This was a fun house built by evil clowns. Okay. So you had the the you had the you know the slanted walls, the crazy house that and whatnot, but they were just like just covered with blood and graffiti and just dirt and crime and nastiness. God. You know, it was yeah. This one we had to see. This was actually um, I think if if we both picked one, which I imagine we both probably picked one that we wanted to go to. This is one Christy wanted to go to because of the whole icon thing. She was. Sure. I don't know that she was directly involved. No, I mean, she was not directly involved with the icon, but she had heard about everything about it with the, the position she was in. So she wanted to not only see his show, but see his house as well. Cool. So the an interesting note for this house, um, the sign is actually a funhouse sign, which has fear in red blood type letters <laughs> right, yep. written over the fun part. Um, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, just a nice punny or almost punny sort of look at us at a sign. It's, it's done really well. It's done in that old timey funhouse style with, you know, bulbs that are missing and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, that leads us into our last maze, which is the universal classic monster mania. Yeah. And like I said, if we had to, uh, if we were each picking one, this was obviously the one I picked because absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I love Universal Classic Monsters. Had the opportunity to see them the year before and missed it, and was not going to miss it this year. So this was my need to see. And this was also Oops. in the earthquake area. Yep, in the earthquake queue. Yep, which is uh, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, that is that is a staple location. In fact, the house that is there now, I think, is all but built because it's. Uh, I was just there recently and just took a. I didn't peek over anything I shouldn't have. I just peeked where everyone else could see, and it's just like there's like a full scale building with electricity being run from the ceiling of the queue line and everything. It looks like that house is ready to ready to go. Oh yeah, yeah, and they've they've used that area again. They've used that area for a long time yeah. already at this point. 
So, yes, this was the classic Universal monsters, a little bit revamped. They're, they were kind of like, it was almost like a what if they were created today or more recently. Not really today. They didn't give it the, the 2000 aesthetic or even the late 90s monster aesthetic, but they did vamp them up a little bit. Okay. Still, but still, you knew who was who. Yeah, yeah. It was it was cool. Each room had each each room was centered around the character. We got the Dracula. It was very castle esque, stone walls, uh, almost not maybe not feeling cold, but you get the sense of coldness of it being an old castle up on a mountain in in, in a you know and mm-hmm. it was middle of the night type deal. Frankenstein's uh, lab, his monster lab, it was a lab with electricity. Creature from it's the Black Classic. Yep. Creature from the Black Lagoon was a, a woody, swampy type area. You know, all of that kind of stuff. And then, and it was. It, so that's, guess, that's great that they were able to, to incorporate like all of these different locations and locales into one maze. And that's fun. I like that they do that. And I, I'm hoping that we um, see something like that for some kind of anniversary house in 25 where each room is completely different from the other. Not that saying that a, a theme throughout an entire house, like saws and steam, perfect example that needs to be a, yeah. a coordinated theme, a unifying theme throughout. But I also like being able to walk through an entire maze and have each one different, but still be sure. part of the story. It was like they did with the holiday house, right? I mean, every yeah, uh, HR every, blood and guts, yeah, yeah. Every every uh, mate or room that we went into was a different holiday, and it was completely different, but it was pretty cool. Yep, yep. So yeah, I, I was I was very happy to uh, very. Did I remember leaving this very happy. Okay, so it did satisfy your craving yes, for the, the yep. classic monster yep. <laughs> sort of stuff. Okay, good. That was that was my real question for the whole thing. Gotcha. Uh, this whole house was like, okay, so you went in and. Did it satisfy you? Yes. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, that wraps up the mazes for this year. It's um, five again, same as last year. So uh, I think for me, the big takeaway for this year was three more scare zones. Yeah, that's true. That's um, that. And for me, the, the Jack, the clown, the whole star of the icon era Uh, i I do have some stuff i do have some stuff about jack here that i didn't go this is this is more the behind the scenes of jack i didn't do this on his backstory episode okay i'll get a little bit about this there was a uh now at this point universal is still struggling against disney it's they've been in business 10 years ish nine years well uh, 10 years they've been in business but they know at this point that they have Halloween. They own Halloween in this town. So now let's not, I'm so glad they went this direction. Instead of not resting on our laurels, let's take it up a notch. And then this is where they started with the icon. So it's like, we're doing great work with other people's IPs, but let's do something original. They started surveying visitors as they were leaving last year. I think maybe some email surveys. I'm not sure how prevalent that is in 2000. Again, Things are blurry, but they're definitely asking people what you're scared of. And clowns is, they must have asked you like three or four times or something. Cause apparently clowns <laughs> got to the top of the list. Oh, fuck. Clowns so are fucking evil. They invented Jack. They invented his backstory. That is the backstory we had told on our special episode leading up to his murder and disappearance and reappearance and in Orlando, Florida at Halloween Horror Nights. So successful, such a successful character that they brought him back in 16 that was the sweet 16, I'm saying in air quotes, where they brought back all the icons they had up to that point, and each gave them their own featured mm. house. And he was 
melded into the Psycho Scarapy storyline, which we have not started yet, but we will. In fact, we may have to do, depending on what houses get released, if we end up learning there's a Psycho psycho Scarapy house, I will need to catch you up, so we'll do another special episode on that if need be. Cool. He was brought back in 17 in the possibly the best use of his character beyond his his, uh, this initial appearance. And of course, we know, and we've been talking about it this whole series, he's here in 25. Yeah. And living in Orlando at the time, that year you could not get away. You you knew if, even if you didn't care one iota about Halloween Horror Nights, you knew who Jack was by the time it rolled around. He was <laughs> everywhere. He was on. That's, lo- yep. that's totally cool. Local TV news. He was on radio stations. That they, they did the the. Um, I don't want to say the station because I don't know what the relationship is with the Universal anymore. But there used to be one one radio station in particular that had a really good relationship with the Universal, and they still may. I'm not saying they don't. That's why I don't want to say the name if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But they would do broadcast. The night show would do broadcast from Universal Studios, and during Halloween Horror Nights, and Jack would sit in like every hour or so. Oh, he'd pop in wow. for like a ten minute segment. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's totally cool. Yep. Uh, there was even a long printed interview with the character jack the clown in the orlando sentinel <laughs> i actually started pulling that i'm like this is so much i can't but i will link it in the show notes i do good. have that link good good so like i said if you didn't know who he was if you didn't know what halloween Horror nights was you knew jack it was a huge gamble for them and they sunk some money into it uh, and some significant money and resources into it and i think it completely paid off it's totally paid off, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, even before we started talking about 25, I knew who Jack the Clown right. was just yeah. because, you know, the history of Halloween Horror Nights. And I hadn't looked at the history of Halloween Horror Nights. I've never been to a Jack Halloween Horror Nights. And I knew who Jack the Clown was just because talking to you and talking to even just going through Orlando and stuff. It's just it's very prevalent now. There's a a I'd say an infamous picture. I don't know how infamous it is, but it should be. If you type in Jack the Clown, Halloween Hard Nights, or just maybe even Jack the Clown, there's there's a picture of a Jack the Clown sitting on a park bench eating popcorn. And this park bench, if I'm not mistaken, I know it's in downtown Orlando. I think it's not only in downtown Orlando, but I think it's along Lake Mineola, which is like the center of downtown Orlando. They literally took Jack downtown, dropped him off, and just let the news do what they will with them before any of this structured advertising even started. Oh, my God. This is awesome this is this is like real life viral like you actually i'm stealing your phrase i'm sorry from our last special episode but this is this is like viral before digital viral internet viral advertising started that that was awesome it's yeah it sounds really really cool yep (laughs) so he is is and remains the number one icon we're going to talk about a lot of icons not we started him but he is he is number one and he's back for 25 and we explained in a little more detail in our special episode, but his he re, he his reappearance was announced or foreshadowed or whatever you want to call it in the Halloween Hard Nights twenty four highlight wrap up thank you video that was sent out to yep. to media partners last year. So it's yeah, been almost a year in the making by the time we start again. Oh, it's been more than a year in the making. Oh. I mean, if they were if they were already teasing us with with Jack stuff, yeah, then true, they knew yeah. they knew damn well what they were doing by that time. <laughs> yep, that's a good point. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get into haunted attractions. 
you have some information on these? Yeah, I have information on them, but not firsthand. This is where they take the, uh, they, they run the attraction, but then they add little elements to it to make it, try to make it a little more scarier. And I, I, I don't, I, I can't, I don't want to form an opinion, but it sounds like it just has never worked out. Right. From it. So for Jaws, they called it Bloody Waters, and there was a, apparently in the early part of the boat trip on Jaws, you pass by a man who is fishing in in the water, and he pulls out a severed head on the end of a pole, of his, of his pole. Uh, there is inside the, or maybe before the boathouse, there's a man behind the knocked over barrels waving two sides, like just some nut out there. And lastly, there is a man on the docks that is somehow involved in the last confrontation with Jaws. I don't, I doubt that he's set on fire like in the finale, but somehow he's there messing around with you. Hmm. Okay. Confrontation. Now, I don't quite, this actually would be cool. Um, but I, I, I um, if I have my information right, I don't know that this is right or not. And and I know, I know there's listeners that have been to every not, I mean everything at two at year two thousand, if not every night. So I would like details on this. So from the sounds of it, there was a maze, not a full blown maze like the other five houses, but a maze under maybe like a true life maze, like where there's dead ends and whatnot under the ride. Now the old confrontation ride was a cable car tram so you would hang over the cities from the sound of it there was a maze beneath you you, where you would see people walking beneath you as you went on the ride Hmm. which this the uh maze itself might not have been so scary but if the lights were was done right or whatnot you kind of got like a walking dead horde before the walking dead underneath your your ride i i can't quite envision how i well confrontation has been gone since 2004 so i can't quite Remember how much room there is under there. So if someone has more details on that, or even firsthand experience, please don't hesitate to let us know because this one I'm really lost on picturing in my head how it works. Yeah, it sounds kind of weird. Yeah. But that's what I have for the haunted attractions. All right. So let's wrap it up with the rest of rides and attractions. <laughs> yep. Including your favorite you've never been on. Yeah. It's still there. <laughs> Oh, you want right. me to list them or are you going to list them? Oh, I can. Uh, so okay. we've still got Twister. Ride it out. We have the fantastic world of <laughs> Hanna-Barbera. Um, we've got the horror makeup show, which is new. No, um, no, it's, it's well, the name is new. This used to be the gory, gruesome, grotesque horror oh, show or makeup yes. show. It's the, They shortened the name. So it's the got it. same one. Yep. Still have Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review. We've got Earthquake, the big one, which I think this is its third, second or third year as Earthquake, right? No, no. It started as Earthquake. It moved into oh, disaster. Oh, it hasn't moved yet. Okay. Yes. Um, and then we've got Back to the Future, the ride, which yep. was a was a great ride. Yep. Um, I'm, that's one of, the, one of the ones on this side of the park that I'm really sad to, to have seen gone. Yeah. Um, and we have Terminator 2 3D, the battle across time, and Stage 54. Four is listed. Stage fifty four. Hmm. Let me see. I oh, I see. Oh, stage fifty four. No, I see exactly what you're talking about. That this is this. Wow, this is going way back. Stage fifty four used to be a display, uh, like not a museum, but they they would display things from a movie that was upcoming. Oh, now, okay. Before they'd make a big, they kind of tie it into what was going on before, like the one year they did the Mummy 
well, the, well, 2009, when they had the mummy maze, they had stuff from the mummy. Sta- after that, or well, at Universal, Stage 54 was kind of its own attraction. So they probably had that open. I just don't know what movie was in there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I, I, it's hard to describe, but does that make, you follow what I'm saying there? Yeah, I do. Okay. So um, that was the list that I saw. Uh, there's one other thing that I'm seeing in, uh, sorry, in the, the folder, um, which is uh, Men in Black. Yes. This which was, was the, open this year. It was the year it opened. Yes. Aha. And that was not listed in the other list that I saw. So I'm glad I went to clicked all these windows open and was going through them. So, yes, we also had Men in Black, which is still a staple of our Halloween Horror Nights experience. I don't think we ever explained what we do on Men in Black. <sighs> we have a great game on Men in Black. <laughs> so for those of you who've never been on Men in Black, it is a ride where everybody gets a laser pistol. And there's no lasers. You can't see anything, but they're light guns, basically. And you go through this ride, and it spins you around, and you're shooting at different targets. And basically, you get different points for different targets, and there's this whole, these whole write-ups everywhere. And, you know, at the very end, one person in the car gets a big thing for hitting the red button, blah, blah, blah. But for us, whoever gets the lowest score buys the drinks. Yep. And last year was the first time we did it for Halloween Horror Nights, and I was praying I didn't lose because I wasn't drinking. Luckily, I, <laughs> I didn't. Dave did. But we, we, we started this trend just going to Universal. It's just yes. now gotten to Halloween Horror Nights last year because that was the first time that it's between you, you Dave, and I, and that's the first time Dave joined us for Halloween Horror Nights. Right, right. And, and now uh, that I'm drinking this year, I'll be really playing. Uh, I wonder, um, has anyone other than Dave ever paid for drinks? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you might be right. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, that takes care of everything that was open that night. Yep. So I guess that really just leads us into our creative question for the episode. And considering we are starting the icon era, I thought it quite appropriate to pose a question. Create or I just realized it's not a question. It says create an icon. All right. Question mark. Create an icon. (laughs) No, it's create an icon. Okay. <laughs> I preface it as a question, but it's not really written as a question. So we're <laughs> our creative challenge. Aha. Uh, for the episode is create an icon. So I got one ready. In fact, I got, I, I got three. All right. Let me do mine because I'll tell you what, mine is actually going to, it's going to derail a little bit here. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, because I'm going to tell my, my icon and then people are going to call bullshit and and claim i'm ripping off mike aiello because maybe i'll I'll tell what my icon is first and then explain why now that i've prefaced it yeah i didn't have a name for him i just called him the fan because we have jack the clown then we have uh a couple other named characters without giving too much away but then we have like general thes and like the caretaker the storyteller the usher so i went with the fan and the premise was that ho- that Universal canceled Halloween Horror Nights, and this Uber fan of, of Halloween Horror Nights, which we can all relate to, decided to take it upon himself illegally and kind of trap people inside the park and do his own version of it. And his house was going to be this insane slapped together, made out of junk, almost trailer pot- or park boys-esque house where it looked like it was going to fall and kill you at any <laughs> second, every step you went through this house. Okay. Now I'm calling, I'm saying people will call bullshit because at Spooky Empire, which is a horror convention, it, it runs twice this year. I don't know if they do that every year or if I just always miss the summer one, but it ran in May and Halloween Horror Nights had a panel 
And I was actually there the day of the panel, so I stuck around. I had done what I wanted to do. I was actually there, of all things, recruiting artists for the Artmore Project. Oh, cool. Because they have an artist area. So um, when I realized the Halloween Horror Nights panel was soon, I stuck around. And Mike Aiello, part of this panel was Mike Aiello talking about a icon they never used, and his name was Crow, and he was a super fan, mm-hmm. but not of Halloween Horror Nights, but of Carnival of Carnage. And he brought back the Carnival of Carnage in his own way. So I was like, oh, oh okay. And I already, we had written out these questions and I've done all our all our notes for every year of Halloween Horror Nights is done just to let people know we had this is one of those things where we wanted to make sure we could keep the ball rolling on the show because we started a lot of shows and I say we mainly me on Neozaz and it ran out of steam we wanted to make sure we didn't do that with this so all of my notes for everything is done including this before we started recording so believe me or not I did have this idea before (laughs) I heard about Mike Aiello's idea (laughs) Oh, I'll give it to you. Okay. It's just because, you know, I'm your friend and you know, I'll, de- I'll defend you from all the internet haters. <laughs> yeah. I was actually, on one hand, I was like, ah, crap. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and turn this into a positive and pat myself on the back and say that I had the same idea that the guy who heads Halloween Horror Nights had years ago. That's not too bad of a thing to no. a coincidence to run into. No, no, not at all. So there we go. That is my long derailed story. It was the fan. He locked in the normal daytime guest and made them experience his version of Halloween Horror Nights. That's that's pretty cool. I would I would definitely go to that Halloween Horror Nights. Um, just and especially because it leaves you like this open thing to start doing this like almost viral marketing of what the fans want to really see and you know who are the biggest fan you know run a bunch of different contests just oh, to yeah, start right? helping plan out some of the sideshows and stuff i think it would work out really good yeah oh yeah i think it definitely opens up a uh <laughs> an avenue of craziness yeah absolutely <laughs> so i took this question and i went okay do you mean Stuff that's already out there, like pulling icons that are already out there. And I came up with a list and then okay. I went, okay, well, maybe he wants something unique. So I'm going to go and, and from the sounds of what you've just said, you want something unique. So I'm just going to go through things that I thought would be cool icons okay. and then go into my real answer. All right. Now, things that would be really cool icons is um, Immortan Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. <sighs> Believe it or not, I think if you could get the IP, Ronald McDonald land and <laughs> Ronald McDonald as the icon would fucking work. It would be so fucking creepy to take Ronald McDonald land and just convert it into just blood oh, gore. Make it the gore house. Wait, are you talking the McDonald land characters like the giant headed Big Mac and Merrick cheese? Yes. And okay. I was at first, I was like. Okay, is this a clown reference? And I'm like, wait a minute. Those oh. characters are frightening. Yes. When you think about it. They're already frightening. <laughs> yeah. And then you just start throwing the gore in. And, you know, there was always this this sort of, uh, I, I don't know, uh, the Hamburglar always had this, this sort of weird tension with everyone else. And it, it would just be, you could do so much good stuff. <laughs> um, now. I had another one. I'm like, I'm just going to skip it because I'm getting already long winded. But the, what I would do is, and I'm stealing the, the, the phrase, but not the, the theory, um, ghost in the machine. Yeah. So I would basically create some sort of, you know, computer generated character, like a, a virtual character, same, similar to, um, Oh, what was his name from the, the, the eighties, uh, Von Moorman. 
No, no. The, the, uh, Max Headroom? The, yeah, Max Headroom. Oh, okay, okay. Something similar to like Ma- a Max Headroom thing where it was like, it's very obvious that this is not a real person. Okay, sort yeah. Of thing, but a very kind of, uh, you know, human-esque sort of rep- avatar of the ghost in the machine. And then you could start doing all kinds of, you know, machines coming alive. Uh, you get sucked into, like the 3D house you could do, you get sucked into the machine Tron-esque, except horror Tron-esque, and that kind of stuff. And I think the ghost in the machine would make a fun icon. Yeah, that is actually, I really like that. If they wanted to step away from, uh, not even away, if they wanted to do a new aspect, yeah, the whole digital realm. Yeah, stepping away from the traditional horror icons and and kind of generating, uh, see where I went there, generating (laughs) their own. Um, I was like, no. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. (laughs) I I think it would work really well. Yeah. No, it's a good one, too. I did want to share one thing about 1998 that someone was kind enough to share with us because we did have the question this was from sean via our facebook page and i didn't know what of the two ss fritanic houses had the captain's scene mm. with the with these the the whole what is it uh, i call it steering wheel but that's not what it's called what is it called you're do you know the the steering wheel is that what it's called on a boat too i think so okay i don't know that's i thought it had some nautical name like a like well, a, the, the tiller like a, oh, okay um, see there that's that's a i would have never guessed that word anyway sorry not to digress but uh we i guessed it had to be in the crew the skeleton what is it crew carnage no carnage crew is that it yeah you guess carnage crew and i guess the other one um fear, it was like fear and first oh man hold on but you know what i had the stupid thing right in front of me why let me get, was, at least get the names right fear i think it was fear and first class and uh I got it right here. Yeah, I were probably going to the same page. 99? 98. 98. All right. We have Fear and First Class, and we have Carnage Crew. Oh, okay, so it was Carnage Crew. Okay. Well, we guessed it was Carnage Crew because it was part of the no. crew. That was not the case. It was... You in, guessed Carnage I Crew. Did. I did. I'm guessed, sorry. Yes. I guessed Fear and oh, First Class. Oh, you did? Class. Okay, well, then you were right. It was in Fear and First Class. Yeah, he had. I, I figured that the captain would be with the guests in the hoity-toity, okay. not down in the carnage, yeah. Well, Sean was lucky enough to go in 1998 and had a clear recollection of it, so he did let us know that is where it was. So thank you for that, Sean. Thanks for making me right again, Sean. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sean. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. It's it's so cool that people are um, people that have been there and and seen all this stuff are dredging through their memories and having a good hopefully having a good time dredging through their memories looking at this stuff and letting us know what's where we're screwing up yeah yep yeah that's what i yeah i've always encouraged in fact i'll do it now unless you have anything else dad nope no yeah so uh yeah if you have memories of 2000 you'd like to share or something that we missed or you'd like to add or for any reason want to say something about year 2000 or any of the years please please do we well we just said we love hearing about it and we we love the event and love learning about it and we don't have all the we wish we had <laughs> all the info we wish we had so please share anything you have to share uh yeah, we that- we would not have made up the 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 non-existent time machine if we knew everything (laughs) because the time machine is just because we want to go back and see all this stuff absolutely yes yes so all the uh, the way to do that is following in the 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 end credits here so with that i will say thank you for listening well we will be back with with our regular episodes with 2001 but man alive i hope we're back with an instant reaction before then because we are 
coming up on, the, up on the cusp of 30 days from the event. We are really close to the 30-day countdown, and we don't know much yet. So I hope we're back with an instant reaction before then. Yeah, me too. All right. So until then, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a news as internet entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at newsaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening.